0: What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I'm back at it, back at it, back at it again. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to discuss. The New York Jets have made a trade. They've also gotten some news back about Zach Wilson as well. Salute to everybody in the chat. Edward Stewart, good to see you in here. There's a lot to discuss. We've got an upcoming game as well with the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to talk about that, man, a lot to talk about. But listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy's on iTunes as well. Can you hit your boy up on iTunes? (laughs) Can you please follow the show on iTunes? You know, I, 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 I know a lot of people subscribe to me on iTunes. My podcast is up there. Please go there and follow me on iTunes. Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I'm doing over here, man. Salutes to everybody that does. Leave me five stars if you could. It's greatly appreciated. Also, live stream the show as well. For those of you listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, the show is live-streamed on Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets, that is the YouTube channel that we live-stream on, Long Beach Joe Jets. You will also see that my content up there as well, other content that I post. Also, you know, we game over there, too. We have a lot of fun. But if you want to check out the live shows, you want to check out uh, my videos talking about the Jets, all the things that we're doing over there, Long Beach Joe Jets, go over there, subscribe, hit that notification bell as well. So when I post content, you folks will be able to know. You'll get it. Also, give my videos a thumbs up, too. Leave a comment. You know what I'm saying? Let's go back and forth. I'm also on Twitter as well, j 0 Also, you can follow the show's page as well, at Joe. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Hit your boy up on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? Let's go back and forth. But with all that said, you know, let's get into it. We got so much to discuss about this team, so much going on. But before we get there, I know people are looking at me, and they're saying, Joe, for those of you watching live stream, you're like, hey, you got on that pink shirt. I'm saying, yeah, I wear pink. You want to know why? Because it's all about fighting breast cancer. It's all about breast cancer awareness. It's all about doing what we can to fight against breast cancer. That's what I'm all about. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we're here to spread awareness. So, we're going to have a guest come on tonight, and she's going to speak to us about breast cancer awareness and how to spread it and what's going on in the field of breast cancer research as well. We're going to have Ms. Arnedra Jordan come on, and she's going to speak to us about what's going on. Salute to you, Arnedra, welcome to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. Now, Arnedra, listen, you, you're doing a lot in the field right now. You're out there, you're doing your thing. What propelled you to get involved with spreading breast cancer awareness and also spreading the fight against breast cancer too?
2: Um, So about
1: ooh now 11 or 12 years ago, Susan G. Komen, uh, um, when I worked for Susan G. Komen, I came in as a volunteer. They asked me to um, chair their Worship in Pink and chair their African-American initiative because uh, in Long Beach at that time, African American women were more likely to die from breast cancer at a 70% rate, in L.A. County a 56% rate. So they wanted to cut the disparity rates by providing education and awareness in the community and hosting mammogram days so that's what um propelled me. I had did some volunteer work for another organization and they then they asked me to come on there and so I did and eventually, and so we um and then that began my 10-year drive of trying to make sure that we eradicate breast cancer for all women, not just black women, but for all women.
0: Mhm. Yes, and again, we want to thank you for all the things that you're doing on the front lines and Putting things together in the field out there you know we really appreciate your work and what you're doing now one of the things that we often have heard or we hear about when we hear about breast cancer is the importance of early detection can you explain what that is to our audience and how important that is fighting breast cancer
1: so at the age of 40 women should start getting a mammogram um, at the age of um, the American Cancer Society suggests at the age of 50 but you really should start at the age of 40 because you wanna be able to catch breast cancer early because there's a longer survival rate if you catch it early, meaning that at the age of 40, getting a mammogram once a year. And you know everyone should do what their doctor suggests and what's best for them. But when you start at the age of forty, then you can get your mammograms every year. You can ask for the film from your mammogram, and you can co- and the, your doctors can compare it. So even if you left, say you were at Kaiser and you went to Cedar Sinai, even if you left Kaiser and went to Cedar Sinai, you still have your film, so they can compare and see if there's any changes in the breast. And the earlier hmm. that breast cancer is detected, then the longer, you know, the better survival rates, the better outcome, the better treatment plans, um, maybe even easier medication. So it's very important that you start, um, you know, talking about mammograms, making sure that you do self-exams at home, um, and making sure that you are Proactive, being proactive for your health, for your own health, or asking for help for your own health by finding a community advocate in the community to help you. Yes.
0: As, as absolutely, and again, we're speaking with Miss Arnetta Jordan. She's come on to really spread to us about you know the importance of breast cancer, fighting breast cancer. Miss Jordan, what do you say to those that think that breast cancer is only something that women have to deal with? What do you say to men that think that, that think that breast cancer won't affect them at all?
1: So one in 100 men um, will uh, be diagnosed with breast cancer, which is really a lot of people if you uh, really look at the spectrum. That's a lot of men. So, you know, just making sure once again that you're being proactive for your health and making sure that if you notice any changes in your body or on your body that you get, you go to the doctor immediately and seek medical advice immediately. And so sometimes people think, oh, breast cancer is only something um, that's a women's disease. Um, Men don't get breast cancer, but men get breast cancer too. And we're seeing more and more men get breast cancer over the last few years. Um, I didn't even know um, any males that had breast cancer originally when I started in this field. And 12 years later, I can tell you I know at least a good four. So, as you can see it's increasing, yeah, so we so we know we now need to make sure that we talk to men about checking themselves and talking about
0: you know breast health and the importance of being an advocate for yourself absolutely that's that's something I you know I speak with my audience as well, and I tell a lot of people that you know I have conversations with a lot of men that you know i'm I'm, I'm cool with. And a lot of them believe mm-hmm. that, you know, breast cancer is really only something that their sister or their mother or their aunt is going to have to deal right. with. I'm going to have to tell some of my friends, whoa, 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 bro. <laughs> like, yes, it can affect you as well. You know, you need to we, let's, mm-hmm. let's go get ourselves checked as well and stay on the up and up, you know, let's, let's get into the situation. And like we spoke about earlier, early detection, make sure that we can, you know, figure out what's going on early so to give us a better chance to fight it, you know, in case we're in a situation now. What are some positive words that you can give those that are dealing with breast cancer, Ms. Jordan?
1: Um, so I always tell people one that, you know, we um talk to others, talk to people who've been through breast cancer, talk to people who um your health care providers, talk to a certified um coach and you need because you can survive. Breast cancer is something that people can survive if it's caught early. Also, um, Mm -hmm. there's new medication. Um, I was reading an article that um, uh, maybe he was in a fifth grade. A fifth grader wrote about breast cancer. And 60 years ago, they didn't have this medication. They didn't have the um, mammogram technology. So, you know, science is advancing. And so to make sure that um, you speak to Um, your healthcare providers, you share your story when you're ready, of course, because everyone grieves differently in a cancer diagnosis, people will grieve. But just making sure that you get the help and support that you need and that, um, you know, you ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And asking for help doesn't just mean um, I, I need help with my breast cancer. Asking for help might mean I need someone to come over and cook for me. I need someone to clean my house. And you know and and being an advocate for your health and making sure that you put yourself first and take care of yourself
0: miss Jordan it has been phenomenal speaking with you tonight before I let you go can you give my audience some some links or some ways that they can get in contact with you or get in contact with any you know information about breast cancer or any you know foundations as well that will help them in case they're in that situation or any foundations that they can also You know, give to others. You know, to spread the the awareness about breast cancer and the fight against breast cancer.
1: Yes, I will give four. You can always contact the American Cancer Society. Um, They have an excellent program where they will uh, transport you to and from your um, treatment. um, Your treatments, and they also have an excellent program if you need to stay in a hotel for your treatments. You can reach me at um, Black Women for Wellness. We have an excellent program um, about wellness. Um, You can contact Pastor Rhonda Santifer at Celebrate Life, or you can always reach out if you live in Long Beach to Long Beach Memorial and go to the Todd Cancer Center. They have amazing uh, support groups. They have amazing um, events that they do. They even have mental health groups that they put you in, um, so that you, and and these groups get together and do fun things like kayaking and jumping out of planes. Yeah. It's just amazing what they do. So, um, you know, um, that's something that um, it's something for everyone. And so, yeah, those are the four that I would say. Ciao too.
0: Thank you so much, Mrs. Jordan, for coming on tonight. It was phenomenal to speak with you again. I want to thank you, and my audience wants to thank you as well, for all of the work that you're doing out there in the field, all of the effort that you're putting forward to help those that are dealing with this situation, and, again, continuing to push breast cancer research and, and, you know, the awareness of breast cancer. You have yourself a good night, okay?
1: You too. Thank you so much, and have a great night.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. You have a good one. Woo! listen for those of you that are that are watching those of you that are listening that was mrs arnedra jordan she came on and dropped a lot of a lot of knowledge about breast cancer awareness and all the things that you know is going on and how you need to make sure you get yourself checked i tell people all the time early detection is important here at the long beach joe show we're all about doing whatever we can you know to affect our community positively you know we talk about the jets and we're going to get back to them in a second but you know especially in breast cancer awareness month we need to do everything that we can to help you know fight against this horrific disease and again anyone watching i have a fundraiser with the Susie G Coleman Foundation if you're in the chat or you're watching me live if you hit exclamation point Coleman in the chat that will bring up my link to my Susie G Coleman fundraiser I'm trying to raise about 250 bucks i know it's a small amount i know it's a small amount but i'm doing what i can we're going to do what we can to you know Do whatever we can to help in the research and the fight against breast cancer so if you could you can go to any of my social media platforms it's also on my link tree as well hit that link a dollar two dollars three dollars anything you can give no amount is a small amount anything that you can give to help fight against breast cancer to help you know give to the Suze G Komen Foundation is greatly appreciated again when you hit that link and you go there all of that money goes directly to the Suze G Komen Foundation it goes directly to them and it's going to, you know, really benefit those that are dealing with the situation and, again, furthering the research so that we can really put this disease away. So, again, I want to thank Ms. Jordan for coming on tonight. So, with that said, we're going to move forward, and we're going to talk about the New York Jets. Okay? The lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number Call in. I'm taking all callers. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody, all right? Salutes to all the savages in the chat they are going off. We'll come to y'all if y'all got questions. So there's been some movement. There's been some things going on, all right, and we're going to discuss it. Listen, Zach Wilson, we got the, uh, you know, we got the diagnosis here officially. Uh, He's gone in, got his MRI, so it's looking like a PCL injury. Uh, We were able to get that. So he's going to miss two to four weeks, all right? So immediately after that, we all said to ourselves, okay, two to four weeks, cool. You know, it's better than what we thought. We thought it was going to be way worse than that. We thought to ourselves, <laughs> this guy, you know, the way things looked, again, if you watch that game against the Patriots, he took two big hits, you know, before that knee injury, and we were all like, well, especially that one going to the sideline when his leg was bent up really bad, and we were like, uh, at least myself, I watched it live with the Savages. I was wondering if he was going to get up, okay. I was wondering if he was going to get up, but he did, and he you know, kind of shook it off. And then the next one with Matt Judon was the one where he really uh, took a shot and went down and, and stayed down and then eventually went to the sidelines and then off to the locker room. So two to four weeks, we were looking at the situation. We said, all right, two to four weeks, PCL, he's not going to miss the season. We can move forward with Mike White. Everybody saw him when he came in after Zach Wilson as well. Again, we had heard about Mike White all off season two. A lot of people wanted us to – talk about, uh, you know, bringing in a veteran quarterback. Myself included spoke about that as well. But we were convinced by Joe Douglas and this staff, you know, the whole front office that they had nothing but confidence in Mike White. They knew that he was going to be the guy for this team. They knew that he, you know, was going to be all about it. They could move forward with him. There was no issues. Well, right when we were all settled, settled in with the idea of Mike White, boom. The New York Jets make a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. For Joe Flacco everybody's like what <laughs> what is going on here what are you talking about right so the New York Jets make a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles again for Joe Flacco the Jets traded a 2022 conditional six-round pick to the Eagles it can move up to a fifth round pick depending on you know based on the playing time for Joe Flacco so if he meets certain thresholds for playing time then we end up giving up a fifth round pick and everybody was like, "Uh, what's going on here? Why would you make a move for Joe Flacco, a guy you know, that was here before, and then we ended up you know, letting him walk into free agency. There was a lot of talk about you know, him wanting to move on, but there was a lot of other veterans out there. Why would you now make this trade when you told us all offseason, when everybody was saying, listen, get a veteran, get somebody in here to help Zach, get somebody in here that can steady the ship because him and Zach really have no experience, right, They have no regular season experience here. They're both young guys. We need some type of stabilizing force, and we were sold no. Mike White's the guy. We're going to move forward with them. So, again, a lot of these questions started to come up, and I started to ask them myself. Why were you so comfortable, Joe Douglas, going into the season without a veteran on the roster, on the active roster? Why were you so comfortable doing that? Why? Why did you all of a sudden, once Zach Wilson went down, panic, and then immediately – trade for a veteran. What was the point of you having Josh Johnson on the practice squad? What was the point of a lot of these things? To me, it just seems like Joe Douglas made a mistake here, and then the second that Zach Wilson went down, he realized, oh, my goodness, I've made a mistake. I've put this team in a situation where it's not the best of situations. Let me hurry up, make a knee-jerk trade. That's on Joe Douglas. That's on Joe Douglas. Another question I had to myself was, okay, well, why didn't you just sign a veteran quarterback in the offseason, even if it wasn't Flacco? Why not just go get another guy that was out there? Just so many questions. Joe Douglas made a mistake here. He truly did did make a mistake, and we're seeing it. We see him immediately go out there and, and snatch up a guy, go out there and immediately trade for Joe Flacco. It seems like a move of desperation. There was other Jets fans that were starting to ask as well, You know, why would you panic and make a trade for Joe Flacco if Wilson is only going to be out two to four weeks? This seems like a a really desperate move from you. Some Jets fans were thinking maybe this injury is going to have Wilson out longer than two to four weeks, and two to four weeks is just the optimistic kind of take there. So there's a side of that discussion as well, but let me tell you something. (laughs) He should, have, he should have made this move a long time ago. We all discussed bringing in a veteran quarterback to offseason, not just in case, you know, Zach Wilson went down, but also, again, to help him along. A lot of people forget we're in a full-blown rebuild. If you look at what we were able to do with Sam Donald, what happened? We brought in McCown, who helped Sam Donald immensely. We saw McCown and him literally become, you know, it seemed like best friends. You know when when things were going on out on the field, whether Zach, or whether Sam succeeded on a play or didn't succeed on a drive or whatever, he immediately came to the sidelines and McCown was in his ear. McCown was asking him, "What did you see? What did you do? Oh, here's what you can do here. Here's how you can dial this up. Hey, next time you see this, okay, dial it up over there. Slide the protection this way." And it helped Sam immensely. He talked about it. He talked about it. And guess what? When Sam missed time. We had McCown come in, and he was able to kind of keep us afloat offensively so that we didn't slide off of a cliff. Well, now you're getting Joe Flacco in here. He's coming in here. He's not going to play this week. You made a trade for him. He probably He's not going to play this week, right? We're going forward with Mike White, and now he's got to play catch-up and get in, get in tune with the offenses and the nuance of what Mike LaFleur wants to do. Who knows when he'll actually see the field? But if we would have either signed him or another veteran quarterback and had them on the active roster – we wouldn't have this issue.
3: We really wouldn't.
0: We're also going to talk tonight about the Cincinnati Bengals game that's coming up. And let me tell you something. I'm going to get to the lines in one second. Salute to everybody. calling in again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. I don't want to go off for too long. Because <laughs> this veteran quarterback thing, this should have been taken care of. And a lot of people knocked Joe, Joe Douglas for a lot of things. And I think this is one of the things that they're definitely going to continue to hit on as well but when you talk about the cincinnati Bengals situation that we got coming up this game is serious business and i want to talk about coaching before i get to the lines listen sulla and this staff needs to have their stuff together the deer in the headlight looks that we have from these young players is expected we're in a rebuild you're expected to be the stabilizing force when things are not going well out there they should be able to turn to you and you should have answers when you look around at other teams that have been in the rebuild, you look within our division. Look at, the, look at the Dolphins with Flores. He had that team out there competing. He had that team out there fighting. Even when they had traded off talent and looked like they didn't give a crap about how the season was going to go, they were out there scrapping and surviving. They smacked one year, and they were terrible. They were, there was next to no talent on that team, but he had them out there flying around. He had them out there flying around. You look at what McDermott has been able to do with the Bills. They were rebuilding; he was there. Josh Allen was the big focus. They were able to put a system around him, make him successful. Now look how he's looking. That team has been built, but guess what? There was an identity. There was a stabilizing force there with McDermott. You look at the hell. Look at the Patriots. They just smacked us. They're going through a situation. But Bill and that staff has those players out there playing. Belichick and that staff has answers when things aren't going the best that they could go. They're able to be the stabilizing force. Sulla and this coaching staff needs to be the stabilizing force. We were sold a bill of goods with Sulla. We were told he was going to be a guy that was going to come in here, be rah-rah. We were getting a guy that was fired up, and we have yet to see that. The offensive coaching, horrific. Mike LaFleur is horrific. His offensive game plans, horrific. They're awful. Those game plans are awful. He's got to clean it up and get it together. We need stabilizing forces. We need somebody that's going to be able to answer the bell when these young players are out there looking crazy, make adjustments properly. We need coaches that are going to do that. We can't have the players deers in the headlight and then you are a deer in the headlight as well. We can't have that. And if it continues, again, you continue to be a deer in headlights, I'm telling you. You might not be here for long. And I'm not saying that we should fire him in year one. That is not what I'm saying. Don't tweet me. Don't DM me saying, Joe, you said, no, I didn't. I'm just saying if you continue on this path, you might not be here for very long. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. We are talking Zach Wilson. We're talking the trade for Joe Flacco, and we're talking Cincinnati Bengals. But before we get there, salutes to Adam Gaze with the big, 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 donation. <laughs> Again, salutes to Adam Gaze with the big 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 donation. <laughs> Adam Gaze says, Miss Me yet? No, no Gaze, I don't. Cause I feel like you're still here. <laughs> I feel like you're still here. You know? These offenses that we're putting on the field right now looks exactly like the stuff you used to dial up. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm so glad we supposedly got you out of here. here. The day I thought you were gone, I was excited. I put a video up and everything. Those are beside myself. But it seems like you might have crept back in the building, my friend. So salutes to you. Hopefully I don't see you this Sunday, or hopefully I don't see a game plan that looks like you put it together this Sunday. All right. But salutes to you. Thank you for your donation to the platform. Please stay in the chat and go back and forth with you. Salute to all the savages in the chat. We about to get to these lines again. 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. First, I'm going to my guy, CT. You already know how CT do. You know what I'm saying? Salute to CT. I want to thank him for calling in tonight. CT, let's talk about it, man. Give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson being out two to four weeks with this PCL injury. And what are your thoughts on the New York Jets trading for Joe Flacco? You got to come a little closer to your phone, my friend. Yeah, I can barely hear you. You got to come up a little closer. Hello? Can we hear you?
4: Can you hear me
0: now? Yeah, I can. we can hear you a little bit. Go ahead. You're breaking um, up a little bit, CT. I'm going to put you back on hold, and, and you can come back on a little bit later. you got to fix your phone right there, my friend. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, Salutes to CT. I want to thank him for calling in, but we got to ha- fix your phone, and then we'll let you right back on. I'm going to go next to my guy, Jacob. Jacob, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Uh, Jacob, listen, man. Give me your thoughts. Zach Wilson out two to four weeks. How do you feel about that situation? What are your thoughts about the Jets trading for Joe Flacco as well? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you.
5: What's, All your right, phone's perfect. good. <laughs> what's <going> on, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously the injury is very frustrating because it seemed like it was really just a couple cheap shots taken on Zach Wilson. Like, it really didn't look like those were clean hits at all. But, I mean, I wasn't, to be honest, expecting there to be flags thrown because, you know, it goes against the Patriots. It's like, I'm not even just saying this as a Patriot hater. Like, it genuinely seems like they're having everything go their way every time we play them. And there's some mm. type of bias or some type of money being thrown that way because, it, like, it genuinely seems like if that was any other team, that is a clear flag especially on the one where Lawrence Guy took his, like, leg and just, like, wrapped it up and twisted it. That's definitely not a clean play. And so yeah, very, very frustrating injury. And with the Joe Flacco trade, I guess it's better now than never uh, because, to be honest, I really don't trust, you know, Mike White or Josh Johnson or whoever to be the starter for a few weeks. But when we had Joe Flacco last year, he was pretty solid for the few weeks that he started in Sam Darnold's absence, especially his – connection with Denzel Mims. I thought that was really one of the bright spots. Just being able to Mm -hmm. throw the ball up and then not really caring about the stats too much. So if it gets intercepted, it gets picked off, but just giving Denzel a chance to come down with it one-on-one, and most of the time he did. And so I think he's definitely a good veteran to have around. Uh, He's obviously a Super Bowl champion. Um, And so that's something that none of the players in our team have in our blood. Anything related to the
0: playoffs. Um, So...
3: yeah, and listen, Jacob, and
0: I hear you, and again, I, I want to thank you for calling in. I hear exactly what you're saying, but I want to play devil's advocate a little bit because I had a lot of fans. I went back and forth with a lot of people, and they said, okay, look, we understand you go get Joe Flacco, but what do you say to those that look at the situation and say, hey, why did Joe Douglas wait so long to acquire a veteran quarterback? Shouldn't this have been done in the, in the offseason going into the season to really give Joe Flacco time, if, if that was the guy they wanted to go after or whatever veteran they would assign, time to just be able to understand the offense, get the offense, and be able to, you know, immediately suit up and go? Because Joe Flacco's not going to be playing. And also, wouldn't that have oh, been yeah. a, bet- a benefit to Zach Wilson?
5: Absolutely. And that's why I said it better now than never, because obviously I'm – realizing that it was not ideal to get him halfway through the season when he's not going to have much playing time or much time to mentor Zach Wilson at all. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy we made a move like this, though, as I said, because I really don't trust Mike White or Josh Johnson to lead the offense in Zach Wilson's absence, nor give mm-hmm. you know proper veteran, I guess, mentorship to Zach Wilson. Uh, but Joe yeah. Flacco, a guy with playoff experience, Super Bowl experience, I trust a lot more. But I'm definitely a little bit confused on why no quarterback move was made until basically the trade deadline. That's still – for as good of a GM as Joe Douglas is, that one, you know, it's a little bit confusing to me for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: So moving on to the Bengals, you know, we got this game coming up. When you look at this situation, man, I'm thinking this coaching has got to step up, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Do you think that LaFleur will put a game plan together that'll allow Mike White to come out early and really get get you know, get going early and get the offense, you know, heated up quickly? Do you think LaFleur will be able to do that in this upcoming game against the Bengals?
3: Uh,
5: I really just don't have that much confidence in him because if he can't get that going with Zach Wilson against just not very good teams. I just don't see him being able to do it with a backup against a good team the Bengals who's leading the AFC North right now, which is surprising yep. to a lot of people, including myself. I thought for sure the Ravens would be ahead, the Browns would be ahead, but the I mean, the Bengals have been phenomenal on offense, and so obviously the defensive part of the ball for us is going to be up to Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich, but the Bengals don't have a too good defense, so I would hope he can take shots downfield, um, take chances. We really got to go in, in my opinion, with a similar approach to how the Lions did against the Rams where you realize they're really not going to stop much on the defensive side of the ball. The chances are they're going to score 30-plus points. So every time we have an opportunity and it's fourth and two, fourth and three, fourth and four, whatever it may be, don't punt the ball. Don't settle for three points when we're already down 14-0. Go for it. What's the worst that can happen is that they get the ball back again and score again, which is probably what would happen anyway. So I think he's got to come in with an aggressive mindset and uh, that's really going to give us our best chance to win, but it's, it's going to be very tough. Although I am yes. glad if there is a week for Zach Wilson to be out, that it's against the defense like the Bengals and not the Patriots defense, which is what
0: happened last week. Yeah. So when you look at now, when you look at this situation, man, let me tell you something. This defense, I think, is definitely going to be challenged by this Bengals offense. How concerned are you about Jamar Chase, man, facing up against our secondary?
5: Um, I'm definitely pretty concerned about him. Although I will say, we really haven't had a number one wide receiver like go off on us this year at all. It seems like the corners have done a pretty good job, actually. Like I think last week, the touchdown to Jacob, not Jacoby Myers, uh, it was either Kendrick Bourne or Nelson Aguilar. I forget who threw it and who caught it. That was the first mm-hmm. touchdown given up by one of our corners at all this year. And so it's not necessarily just Jamar Chase I'm worried about. I'm worried about the whole wide receiver group as a core. Yep. Because
6: yep. Higgins, obviously there's three
5: guys who can be number one receivers on a lot of teams, and they're a phenomenal, yep. phenomenal, phenomenal trio, probably one of the top five best wide receiver trios in the NFL. And so it's not just Jamar Chase, because if we go to double Jamar Chase, then T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd is going to be left in a favorable matchup for them. And that's when we can really start digging ourselves into trouble. So it's that whole offense as a group that I'm pretty worried about. And then you got Joe Mixon on the ground, too, and we're worried about those wide receivers. It's going to be very, very tough.
0: Boy, oh, boy. Do you think that the uh, our front line will be able to get some pressure on Joe Burrow? You know, it's looking like Huff is going to be out for this game. Do you think that maybe John Franklin Myers, maybe Shaq Lawson, we see something in him in this game? Do you think that they'll be able to pressure Joe Burrow and get him off his spots and maybe get some sacks as well? I sure hope so because,
5: obviously, coming in uh, to the season, everyone was questioning the Bengals' offensive line, and everyone, including me, was saying, you know, they got Jamar Chase, who's a phenomenal receiver, but if he has no time to throw the ball, how is he going to get it to Jamar Chase? And so they've been actually playing pretty well, that offensive line. I've been pretty surprised with how well they've been. But hopefully we can take advantage of it because it's really one of their only weak spots as a team. They're, like, pretty, pretty solid as a team overall. I would say their biggest weak spots are probably offensive line and then maybe linebackers. And that's about Mm -hmm. it because then in the secondary, they've got Jesse Bates, who's one of the best safeties in the NFL. And then they obviously got Trey Hendrickson on the D-line. We took Carl Lawson from them, but – Obviously, he's not playing. Um, So the offensive line is really one of the things where I think we need to at least attack somewhat and take advantage of. You always got to find the weak spots
0: on the other team uh, to be successful, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So my final question before I let you go, Jacob, because you've been talking that talk, man, you really spit some facts. Give me your final score prediction for this upcoming game. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up?
5: Um, I really don't see us coming away with a win on this one as much as I'd like to. I would probably say something like 31-17, 31-20, because I think their defense isn't very good, so I see us definitely putting up some points. But their offense is just so explosive that I don't see our defense. With all the young guys we have and all the rookies we have, I just don't see, see us being able to stop them as much as any of us would like to. Um, obviously, yeah, so- anything can happen, and if we win, it's a win, and I'd be... More than happy,
0: but uh, as of now, I don't see us coming away with it. So thirty-one thirteen Bengals, huh? Thirty-one 31-13 thirteen Bengals.
7: Thirty-one. 31-13.
0: And I, I respect it. I respect it. I understand we're in a really tough spot, and until this team really gets it together again, you know, we're trying to see if Corey Davis is going to play. He's looking like, you know, he may not go as well. So there's a lot to discuss, man. This team is a mess, but this coaching staff definitely needs to step up and. They need to put, you know, more of an effort for it to make sure that the game plan is effective. (laughs) And by the way, if you set
5: the bar low, it's tough to be disappointed.
0: (laughs) Well, that's that's a very positive way to look at it, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. You have yourself a good night, all right? All right, you too, bro. (laughs) right. Jacob said, set the bar low. And uh, you won't be disappointed. I respect
7: it. You know.
0: I respect it. Again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. The lines are hot. We'll get to everybody. Please be patient. And also, when you call in, please make sure you mind your background. No crazy noises, and make sure your phone's all right. Next, we're going to nine seven three nine seven three. I'm coming directly to you. 973 salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets trading for Joe Flacco. How do you feel about it?
8: Hey, Joe. How you doing, man?
0: I'm um, all right. How are you, my friend?
8: Uh, pretty good. Um, the, the, Honestly, this Flacco trade is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I have yeah. ever, ever can think of any instance of a team trading back for a player they just let go. And not just that the fact that when the player was here, he was under a different system. So now that you're bringing him back, none of his knowledge helps you. He has to start over like he was never here. It is the absolute total worst way that that could ever happen. And and part of what kind of fries my brain about it is I don't even really think they want Joe Flacco. You know, I don't think Mm -hmm. Joe Douglas – really that excited about him, I think half of it is, hey, look, he's in Philly. He said he could be here Friday. That's as soon as anybody can get here. Okay, fine. And they just kind of <laughs> did if, there was, if I really think that's what it was. If there was a quarterback who was willing to come here Wednesday or Thursday, they would have got that guy. But nobody, either teams wanted a lot more than a six-round draft pick, and, and um, Douglas would have had a, a lot of egg on his face. If he had to trade mm-hmm. something major for a backup, or he figure, okay, I could trade, you know, Flacco's cheap. He could be here Friday. Okay, that's close enough. Maybe he could start next week. So I think it's more that it it, it can't really be that much about Flacco the man. I'm and I'm not putting Flacco down, but it's just mm-hmm. again, it's just doing this kind of hodgepodge, kind of reacting to things as, as they come along, plugging the holes after the leap yeah. springs, instead of being a little more proactive. And it's very frustrating yeah. as a fan to be, we've all been screaming up and down, please get somebody.
6: <laughs>
8: and they'll yeah. o- they they yeah. only
0: do it at the worst second. So so I'm frustrated, Dale. Yeah, no, listen, I, and, I, and again, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm right there with you. I understand, you know, a lot of people in this fan base saying, hey, why wasn't this done earlier? Exactly, especially, excuse me, when you have Zach Wilson on board and, he could benefit from a veteran quarterback in his ear. He could benefit from, you know, somebody being able to tell him, hey, this is what I know you're seeing out there. Here's what you can do against it. Just that experience, you know, in the locker room, that could help him as well. I just, I just don't understand why this move wasn't made earlier. I don't understand why we just didn't sign a veteran in the offseason. And if you, you know, again, we, we we brought in Josh Justice, but we immediately put him on the practice squad. We should have had somebody on the active roster ready to go, understanding the system, and not just depending on two guys that had little to no experience. It just, that shouldn't have happened, man. It really shouldn't have happened. But moving forward, now we got the Bengals, you know, right on our doorstep, man. What are your thoughts about us facing off against this team? How concerned are you that Zach Taylor, the Bengals, uh, you know, head coach, who, again, that's another team. Again, it's crazy we're playing them this you know, now, because this was a team that was kind of in our situation a couple of years ago, and Zach was able, you know, him and his coaching staff able to put things together, and look where they're at now. They were going through a rebuild situation, and now, again, they're at the top of the AFC North, and they're beating people, you know, pretty handily. Do you, are you concerned that we'll see Zach Taylor out-coach Sella in this football game? Oh, wow,
8: that, that's a good question. Um, to, to be fair, Joe, and credit to the Bengals, uh, it's not that they were a great, great team. They weren't. But when they started the rebuild, they were not as totally depleted as the Jets have been. The Jets were in a, a way worse spot. And I'm going to say like right after bowls, somewhere between after bowls, and definitely when Gase left, this team, the Jets roster, was way worse than when the Bengals decided, okay, we need to go after Burroughs. So they were kind of already a little, a little bit better. You know, the defense didn't really get the noise or the credit that they mm-hmm. deserved because, you know, they were losing so many games. And of course, mm-hmm. Burroughs, I mean, he playing lights out. He has an arm, like you wouldn't believe
9: the dude is tough.
8: Mm-hmm. Uh, the team every game and they can score points. So, mm-hmm. uh, Honestly, yeah. To your point, I mean, within a couple of years, but it looked like we started at, on the same starting line. But uh, they've already left <laughs> the Jets in a, in a couple of ways. No, so, yeah I, yeah, I think I'm more concerned about about Burrows than the head coach. I'm, yeah. I'm not um, uh, attacking Zach team or anything, but I, I think it's really they're gonna win or lose the game on Burrows. Um, and yeah. he's got an arm, and he can put a ton of points. So if we can't get pressure on him, if you can't get turnovers. Forget it, because this yeah. Jets offense is probably not going to score, let's say we have a good day, 21 points. Uh, 21 Ooh. points is George, Joe Burrows had a bad day, right? So Ooh. the defense the defense got to step it up big time. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm saying code red. <laughs> I'm totally fine. Yeah. No, 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 listen, I, and here's again, I, I think a lot of people forget, you know, you're saying they were better than There was a point where they beat us, I think it was, I think it was last year. They were o and oh and something. I think they were o and eight yeah. or something when we had ran into yeah. them. They were 0 and eight and destroyed us. Taylor completely cleaned the table with Adam Gaze in that game. Could thoroughly outcoached us, and they were not a good football team. They weren't. They weren't better than us roster wise at that time at all. If you go mm-hmm. back, that was the year that we were the only team I think to ever get beat in NFL history by 2, and, two and eight or o whatever teams. And we had gotten spanked that year, by, I think it was by the Dolphins, and then it was by them that, that had won a game. And we were the only team in NFL history that had happened to, and that was under, under gaze. And Taylor, again, was a guy that we saw, a, a guy that had just came in, was trying to turn the franchise around, and now, again, like you said, look where they're at. And <laughs> We're trying to still yeah. find our way, you know, bumping into things in the dark. We've got to figure things out quickly, man. But something that you talked about as well, and my next question for you is, when you talked a little bit about the defense in Burrow, and, you know, getting pressure on him. I think I have other, you know, concerns about facing this offense as well. I'm worried about Jamar Chase because we've seen this kid really go off. You know, I think he had a 200-yard game last week. I think he has, like, 700-plus yards, you know, this season so far. How concerned are you about him facing up with Bryce Hall? You know, do you think that Hall is going to be able to cover him and kind of keep him under wraps a little bit? Maybe not shut him down, but just keep him under wraps. I mean, if if he can
8: do that – um or or even compete let's just say compete i mean th- this this chase guy man he's just blowing it up and and, and he's not the only good i mean van jefferson on the rams he was a second round pick yep. and he, he's getting almost 100 yards a game um yep. the the cowboys just got the giants the giants in the same stadium i mean they they yeah. they just draft wide receivers high and they produce results and it seems like when the jets draft a guy You know, he's okay, or maybe he's decent and then doesn't go anywhere. Or if he's good, they don't play him. So Mm. that, to me, is is very annoying. I I think what the Jets should do right now, and maybe I'm just crazy, Joe, but you, you let me know what you think, is Deshaun Jackson wants out of L.A. And I'm not saying he's the greatest wide receiver of all time, but if he gets on the Jets, he would be an immediate number one target. He wants to play. <laughs> he wants to move. That's why he wants to. you got to be crazy to be leaving the Rams.
0: Uh, you know, you're Here's leaving the Rams. It's not that Here's my problem win. with what you're saying. He, yeah, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. I don't mean to cut you off. I hear what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from, right? I get the desperation. We cannot effectively utilize the weapons that we have here. In the off season, everybody <laughs> said the strength of the offense was the wide receiver group. Am I lying? I don't think I am, Right. Corey Davis, no, you're... Uh, you know, Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole. Oh, my God, Elijah Moore, we got him in the second round. He's a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest wide receiver the New York Jets have ever drafted. And then you got Denzel Mims, who's going to have a 1,000-plus yards. A breakout season is coming for Denzel Mims. Oh, Denzel Mims is going to run the league, Joe. Oh, don't worry about everything. And we have an offensive coordinator here that cannot utilize any of those weapons effectively. It seems like our offense is, Zach, get outside, run somewhere, and then chuck the football down the field to Corey Davis and pray for a, a pass interference or pray, you know, for a, a Corey Davis to come down with the football. That seems like it's it, right? Elijah Moore, next to nothing. Won't effectively utilize him at all. <laughs> Mim seems like he's a six-string wide receiver. <laughs> they got this guy on the oh, bench for so long, he, he must have winners. Like in his butt. Him. It's insane.
6: Yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, insane. Really so it.
0: bringing Jackson in won't do Now He won't utilize him effectively at all. Until LaFleur starts to utilize people the way that they should be <laughs> in the office, I don't give a damn who you bring here. I don't care. I don't think it's going to work. I really, truly really don't. So that's, I hear you. That's a good point. I don't point, think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So with that said, man, my final question before I let you go, go ahead and give me your final score prediction for the upcoming game, my friend. Oh, boy. Yeah,
8: I think this one's going to be a little ugly, not until
0: they figure out who the quarterback
8: is, because that to me is still a question mark. So I'm going to say Bengals 30, Jets 10. Uh, Sorry, Joe. Got to let you down there.
0: Bengals 30, Jets 10.
7: All right. (laughs) Something
0: stinks, and it's the Jets. (laughs) Listen, my friend, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I got to get back to these lines. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Have a good night. All right, you have a good one. Listen, man, people are calling in and talking that talk. Again, we got some injuries on here as well on this team. Huff looks like he's going to be out for the game. Wesco looking like he's going to be out. Gerard Davis is coming back, you know, off IR. We'll see what he's going to be able to do out there Sunday. So one of the things we're going to be talking about during this show as well is uh, our linebacking core looking a little shaky, baby. Looking a little shaky. Sherwood out with his Achilles. He's on IR. Cashman walking IR. He's back on IR again. Uh, Quincy Williams, he's looking like he's going to be coming out of the concussion protocol, hopefully, for the game. We'll see if that happens. C.J. uh, Mosley still dealing with that hamstring, but he's been in practice, so we'll see what we get out of him. And uh, Nezrodin, again, you know, on IR as well. Dale Sean Phillips is going to be out there. We're going to see who's going to be coming back. So this linebacking core is taking some hits, too. We're going to see how they – you know, how they come back and see what happens. Kevin Coleman is going to be out on offense for us. You're looking at Corey Davis. He's expected not to play as well. We're going to see what things look like without him out there on the field. And by the way, with no Zach Wilson, I just talked about it with the last caller, a lot of our big explosive plays this year has been Zach getting outside, chucking the football downfield, and just finding somebody. Well, that athleticism is gone because Zach is not going to be here for at least two to four weeks. Can you effectively draw up a plan to have Mike White go out there until eventually I guess we'll see Joe Flacco? Can you effectively draw up a plan that have Mike White go out there and be productive within the offensive scheme? Can you do that? That's a big question for LaFleur. We have yet to see him properly do that for Zach Wilson. Let's see if he can do that for Mike White. That's going to be the big question. So 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient, all right? We're getting to everybody. Don't call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. I can see you. You're in a queue. Please be patient. We will get to everybody. So next, I'm going to my guy, Big Green. CT, please stay on hold. We'll get to you in a second, but we got to go to Big Green. Salutes to you, Big Green. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, all right? Look, we're talking a lot of talk uh-huh. right now, man. Joe Flacco is now a, once again a New York Jet after a trade. What were your thoughts about Joe? Uh, what were your thoughts about Joe Douglas making the trade for Joe Flacco? Do you think it was a move out of desperation?
10: Uh, I don't think it was a move out of desperation. I think it was to morally judge Lafleur and to see what's going on. I think it's more of a test for uh, Lafleur to see if he's going to be staying or going at the
0: end of the year. Okay. Can, can you explain how, how is that more of a test? Why couldn't he j- they just run Mike White out there? Because everybody and their mom in the front office said that Mike White was a guy that they felt confident in. So if Mike White a guy you uh, felt Joe, confident you, you felt so confident in him. You didn't go after, you know, you didn't you make sure that a veteran was on the active roster this offseason. You didn't go sign some of the other guys that could have came in and helped, you know, as a backup quarterback. Everybody said that they were confident from Joe Douglas down. So why do we need to go get Joe Flacco at this point when you could just run that with Mike White and we can see what he's going to bring to the table?
10: Because uh, Flacco's a proven commodity, and uh, Mike White's making his first start. <laughs> Even though Mike mm. White, I believe, in college, when there uh, his two years, he threw like 12,000 passing
0: yards and 63 touchdowns. He'll be Tom Brady, Yes. I mean, well, we'll, we're going to see because he's going to be out there. Yeah, we're going to see. Now, that leads me to my next question. You were talking about the man, Mike White. What are your expectations out of him in this football game, man? How many yards do you think he'll have? How many touchdowns do you think he'll throw?
10: I think it'll be around 230 yards, and i will throw two touchdowns. not sure if he's going to keep the uh, – if he's going to dumb down the playbook for him or not or if he's going to go, like, full on. So, it all depends on that, actually.
0: Wow. 230 yards, okay, okay, you're confident, Mike White. You think you can get the job done. Now, my next question for you is, you look at this situation, man. Corey Davis looking like he's not going to play. How confident are you in the rest of the wide receiver group at this point? Do you think we'll see Denzel Mims really get a healthy, you know, dose of targets without Corey Davis being on the field if he doesn't play?
10: Oh, yeah, we're seeing Mims all day. And Mm. he's going to produce, and they're going to have no other choice but to leave him in.
0: Okay. Okay. Hey, look, I'm telling you, you're positive. I like this. I like this take. I like how you bringing up the Spears, Big Green. There's been a lot of things that happened, but you're not letting it affect you, man. Now we talk about the defensive side of the ball. I got a lot of concerns, man. I'm concerned, you know, this linebacking core dealing with a lot of stuff right now. There's a guy of guys nicked up. There's some injuries, guys that have gone to IR. How concerned are you about this linebacking core getting shredded with backs coming out the backfield? Or even with, you know, this uh the Bengals tight end, CJ, who's pretty decent. How concerned are you with this linebacking core going into this game against the Bengals?
10: What oh, are we on our fifth or sixth uh uh linebackers? But all oh, I know
0: is can we stop screen, please? Or pass back <laughs> <and>
10: flat. <laughs> please.
0: Yeah. 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 That's what I need to see. I need to see some defensive adjustments. I need to see selling this coaching staff, adjust to what's going on out there, like you just said as well. Can we please stop the screens? Can we please make adjustments? You saw it against the Titans. You saw it against the Falcons. You had a full bye. Then you come back, and we see it all day long against New England Patriots. You've got to step up and get it together. We've got to make some defensive changes. So, Big Green, listen, man, my final question before I let you go is, give me your final score prediction for this game New York Jets against the Bengals. How do you think it ends up, man? Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? Thirty to seventeen, Bengals win. Let's say it again.
10: Thirty to seventeen, Bengals win.
0: Thirty
7: to seventeen, Bengals. Man,
0: okay. I almost for a second thought you were going to go the other way, Big Green. I did. You were very no, positive. And had a lot of, lot of fire, but yeah. Uh, you had to you had to keep it real, huh? When it was time to reel in the reality, you brought it right home. I respect that, Big Green. I respect that. <laughs> Listen, my friend, I wanna sure. thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good one, all right? You too. Bye bye. All right. Listen, Big Green calling in, man. Big Green calls in, he knows his jets. He knows his jets, but uh he had to keep it real at the end, man. He had to say what he had to say and he had to, you know, let it be known. Listen, I'm confident he said two hundred and thirty yards for Mike White. Ooh, that's a, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Let me tell you something. If this Jets offensive line does not properly protect Mike White, because, again, if we watch all of our explosive plays this year, it's been Zach Wilson running away from pressure, Zach Wilson getting outside, especially when you got a guard like Greg Van Roden. Goodness gracious, Greg Van Roden is terrible, man. Oh. He is so bad. Greg Van Roden is so bad. He is so bad. When you got a guy like him on your offensive line, you've got to be concerned. You've got to be concerned. And, again, this Bengals pass rush is not a joke, man. They got guys. Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, B.J. Hill, they've got some guys that can get after it. If this front cannot properly protect Mike White, it's going to be a long day. Because Mike White isn't a super-athletic guy. He's a statue back there. He's a statue back there. So, again, we're getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 602 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're going to everybody next. We're going back to my guy CT, man. Hopefully CT's got it together. Hopefully his lines is good. Hopefully his phone is good. Salutes to you, CT. Again, I want to thank you, you know, for standing on the line, CT. I hope your lines are good, CT. Sorry. Give me your thoughts, man, on this situation. Jets trade for Joe Flacco. How are you feeling, uh,
6: sorry.
0: Uh, CT? We can barely hear you, man. Come on. Oh, can you hear me now? We can barely hear you, man. You gotta—I don't know if you're on a headset or what's going on, but uh, come on, CT. You gotta fix your audio, man. We want to hear you, bro. Oh, you hear no, we can't hear you. I'm sorry, CT. Well, then now we lost you, CT. You gotta come back. Listen, we're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are getting to everyone. Again, we are talking jets, we're talking Cincinnati, we're talking all these things that we got coming up. Next I'm going to my guy, Steve, man. Steve, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, you already know, man. We discussed these Jets week in and week out. How are you feeling about the New York Jets trade for Joe Flacco, man? What are your thoughts about this situation?
9: Hey, Joe. Well, first off, it's always great to be on your show. Um, you know, listen, this is something that I just really wish that could have happened even before training camp began. It was like yeah. like why couldn't why couldn't you just re-sign Joe Flacco back onto this team instead of letting him go to Philly or maybe go yeah. or go after another veteran quarterback because the thing about this season was you needed a veteran quarterback to mentor Zach Wilson. And now we're we're gonna have Mike White who's gonna make his NFL debut on Sunday against the Bengals. So I mean, we're gonna see what's gonna happen. I mean I mean one thing that's def one thing I'll definitely be looking forward to this Sunday is seeing the Jets and the black unis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean let me tell you something. You know, we, we got if we're gonna look good, we gotta play good as well and that's a big concern for me. I really wish that we would have made the move for this veteran quarterback earlier. You know what I'm saying? I really, really do. Yeah, and do. honestly, as it much as us I out.
9: respected – yeah, Joe, as much as I respect mm-hmm. and, and have really liked what Joe Douglas has done, this is a mistake on his part. He should have brought in mm. a veteran quarterback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he should have. He should have done it earlier. It would have been a lot smoother. I mean, it is what it is there, you know. Joe Douglas made a mistake, and we're seeing – how quickly he had to go make the adjustment, trade some capital to now bring in a guy. And, again, I understand it's a fifth. It could turn into a sixth. A lot of people are like, that's not a big deal. Look, I get it. But still, it's not just about the picks. The picks, you know, again, it's a fifth or sixth rounder, but it's about the time. You know, now we're hoping, you know, Joe Facco can pick things up, get in there and get going. But what about helping Zach Wilson out? What about just being fully prepared in this situation? If if we have a veteran quarterback on the active roster that would have been here, we could have easily, okay, look, Zach Wilson's gone down, let's plug him in. The same exact thing we did with McCown. I mean, it's just, that's a that's a bad error, man. That's a bad error on Joe Douglas, and, you know, a lot of people are going to really try to hang their hats. But when yeah. you look at this upcoming game against the Cincinnati Bengals, Steve, there's a lot of concerns for me. And I think for me it starts with the coaching staff. I'm very concerned that this coaching staff will get out-coached, especially with our offensive coordinator looking the way that he's been looking with his awful game plans. How concerned are you that this Bengals coaching staff is just going to wipe the floor with the Jets coaching staff?
9: Yeah, no. The thing is with, with the coaching staff is because this game has to start with coaching. And I think Robert Sala realized that going into this game, he's got to coach a better game. But, I mean, I will say this. Going back from our last game against New England, I, yeah, last week was the first time I was really angry with Coach Sala about how, because he didn't get this team prepared for the, for after coming off of the bye and getting ready. To, and, and I mean, New England just smacked the door on on us last Sunday. But the thing yeah. is, though, Joe is the the coaching staff has to come out now. The one thing I will give credit to Jeff Oldbridge was he he admitted to himself how very angry he was after that game too. And yeah. he even blew up on the defense. I do I remember if you listened to his interview a couple of days after the game against New England, he blew up mm-hmm. in the interview after that game against against New England. And you know something with C.J. Mosley coming back this week, and so is Gerard Davis. That's definitely going to mm-hmm. help our linebacking crew. Our linebacking crew. I, I think the defense will definitely play a a better game against Cincinnati. But now the thing is I want to talk about the Bengals team. The Bengals are a team, Joe, that has been a big surprise to start this year. I mean, listen,
6: mm-hmm.
9: you know, I, I honestly thought at first that Zach Taylor was a bad head coach for the for the Bengals. But the thing is about, about Zach Taylor is he actually mm-hmm. this year has done an incredible job in his third year as Bengals head coach. And his job was on the line to start off the year this year. But the one thing is about this Bengals team that I am worried about is going up against his offense. It's not only Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, that Jamar Chase guy, oh, my God, the fifth overall pick of this draft, he has done unbelievable. And right now, he's in candidate to win the offensive rookie of the year this year. But, you know, the secondary for the Jets, you know, hasn't really given up. As one of the callers did say earlier on the show – that they haven't really given up a big play to a number one target right now this year. But you know something, though, Joe? Don't, I mean, here is the thing. The Bengals' offense is what I'm worried about the most than their defense. I yes. mean, their defense is okay. It's not the best defense in the league, but their defense is okay. I mean, I mean, if you saw what their offense did last Sunday against Baltimore, and Baltimore is a much better team than Cincinnati is, they put up 41 points in Baltimore. Yep. They put up yep. 41 points against a good Ravens team. So yep. the thing is, they've got to come out prepared. Now, the one last thing I'll say is before I let you talk is, Zach Taylor actually spoke today about the Jets. He said a lot of good things about the Jets, despite the fact of where they are right now. And a lot of fans are saying that Zach, that Zach Taylor is high for saying something like that. That's what Jet fans are saying, <laughs> that Zach Taylor is high. I, mean, I was tell you the Jet fans, what? You want Zach Taylor to say, oh, we're going to go into MetLife Stadium and we're going to crush them and the Jets are going to suck and we're going to destroy them. No, Zach – and the coaches are not going to say that. They're not going to say that about us. They're always going to say a lot of good things about a team, even when a team is not good. So, you know –
0: yeah, listen, uh, that, that's exactly where I'm at. You know, I don't, I don't think Zach Taylor is going to say anything that's fair to even if the team is bad. But, listen, I understand a lot He's of people He said a lot saying, of hey, good things Jets. about the Jets'
9: defense, though.
0: He yeah. did say yeah, a yeah, lot of
9: good things of, of about the Jets'
0: defense. Of, of course he did, because the defense has been the better unit all year. And, you know, you, you talk your opponent up. No no coach, you know, unless they just completely dislike you and your team, no coach is really going to talk down about their opponent. We've even heard Bilicek say things you know, that compliment the, the Jets often. And we know that Bill Belichick does not like the New York Jets. We know he can't stand us. And every time that he can absolutely kick us when we're down, he does. So, that you
11: know, that doesn't so, mean
0: too much for me. But when you look at the defensive side of the ball, like you said as well, and I've heard others say that too, well, you know, the Jets haven't really given up, you know, anything to a number one wide or a number one target. But at the same time, you can say that a lot of the teams that we've played, you know, We've caught them in situations where their number ones were down. We played the Titans. They were missing their number one, and I think their number two. We played the Falcons. They were missing their number one and their number two guys, that, and they didn't make the trip up there to London, and we still got smacked by them. So, you know, I think this is going to well, be a big challenge. Especially, especially Falcons, again, you know? when you talk about – when you talk – no, oh, we, we got – yeah, we did get smacked by the Falcons. They, they beat us pretty thoroughly. But when you well, look then, at the we situation here, when you look at what we've got – yeah, but we, that game wasn't that close, though, Steve. And, again, I watched it live here with everybody else. They beat us with the same exact thing over and over again. Pitts was constantly getting the football. You saw Cordo Patterson come out the backfield, get the football. He was moving around all over the place. And that brings me to my next question for you is the lack of defense adjustments. We've seen that all this year. How concerned are you that the, that the Bengals will come out and beat us with a lot of the same things, screens, screens? Back, coming out the backfield and really taking advantage of, you know, what we've seen other teams do against us as well.
9: Yeah, no, that is definitely going to be the biggest concern going into this game because last week our defense couldn't do anything with the screenplay. But, I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. now with C.J. Mosley and Gerard Davis and Jared Davis making their making his debut on Sunday, that will hopefully be a big factor for us. But the other thing is, Joe, about going into this game is this is the thing to the key to the Jets to win. Now I want to get a chance to talk about Mike White. Now for Mike White to make his NFL debut, listen, there were times where I felt that in the game last week against New England, where he did some good things. He definitely did a lot of good things in that game. I mean, yes, he did throw two interceptions, but he actually didn't play as bad. You know, he did throw for two hundred two yards against against <clears throat> New England last week, which is which is really good yeah. for a guy who hasn't had NFL experience and to do it on the road. Mm-hmm. But the thing is about this game is um as we're as we're facing Cincy this Sunday, the the key thing to this game is Mike White has to play a good game. He's gotta play clean, cut down on the turnovers, you know, the offensive line has to block. You know, and speaking of the offensive line why in the hell is Greg Van Roten still on this team? Why is he still you on me. this team? I wish, I wish that he could get cut. Why, why not give Dan Feeney a chance to play at that yeah. position? Like, get Dan Feeney off the bench. Let him come in. If I, was, if I was Robert Sala, I would tell Van Roten that I'm putting you on the bench this week. As much yeah, as he would I mean, like it, I would put him on the bench and have Feeney yeah. start. I honestly I mean, don't he is, yeah, be yep. he is the worst yes, offensive he, lineman I've ever seen. He is the worst offensive lineman on this
0: team.
9: Him, Connor McGovern, you talking and they both deep.
0: suck. That's a they fact. both That's suck. a fact. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Greg Van Roten being allowed to play continuously, and we're seeing the same thing out of him, is just completely mind-boggling. This guy goes out here yeah, week no, in no, and week the, out and gets, gets beat over and over and over again. The
9: Please. offensive... The offensive line has to protect well against the Bengals front. Now, the Bengals front, like I said about this Bengals defense, their defense is okay. It's not the best defense that Mike White is going up against. But the thing is about this Sunday is, though, coming up is, that's the one key thing. The offensive line has to protect. And then onto the defensive side of the ball, you've got to have Joe Burrow make mistakes. Because
0: if you give Joe Burrow time, and if he finds Jamar Chase a lot, we're done. Yeah, yeah. So my final question before I let you go, Steve, give me your final score prediction, man. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? You know, listen, Joe,
9: I said this to you week in, week out. I want to win just like you. I know you want to mm-hmm. win, and I know, Joe, you always want to you always want to see the Jets win every week, and I love your passion of this team. See, Joe, I think you you, you have a lot of passion for this team. It's just that, Joe, unfortunately in this situation right now, with where we're at right now, I unfortunately do see us taking another L. I don't think we're going to get as killed as we did last week, because if we get killed again this Sunday against Cincinnati, and even at home, I mean, the Jets this year, this is only their third home game of the season this Sunday coming up. You know something, Joe? I think we'll definitely score points, but I, I think we'll keep it as a close game. But I have to give Cincinnati an edge. I'm going to have to go score, 24 Bengals. 28-24, Bengals.
7: Man.
0: Well, Steve, listen, you took the Bengals. I respect that. Listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good one, all right?
9: You too, Joe. Good night
0: listen steve uh steve called in and he gave us his takes man he even took the bangles even after being you know very positive about the jets listen 515 602 515 please call in also those of you that are watching because i do live stream long beach joe jets is on youtube please give the stream a thumbs up also share the stream as well with your friends and your family if you'd like to donate the super chat is there Please give to the Super Chat if you can. Also, if you don't want to hit the Super Chat, because I get a lot of people that say, hey, Joe, we just want to push to your Cash App. That's what we want to do. My Cash App is right below me. You can hit me up in the Cash App. Anything that you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, all right? And again, please give the stream a like. And if you have not subscribed and you're new, please subscribe to the stream and also hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 6029639 is the number. Call in. We're talking Joe Flacco. We're talking Zach Wilson. We're talking the upcoming game against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're talking if the team, especially the defense, is going to be able to figure out how to stop a screen. Can we do that? You know what I'm saying? We're going to be talking about that. So next, we're going to my guy, Shaq. Shaq is on the line. Salute so to you. Shaq. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Shaq, give me your thoughts on this New York Jets team trading for Joe Flacco. How are you feeling about it? What are your thoughts about Zach Wilson being out for two to four weeks as well?
11: <laughs> well, the trade. Uh, do I sound good? You Yeah, nothing, you, you, a you sound. Good you sound I can hear you. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Before I start, because you know, Steve had Steve had a, you know, he had a he had a good time. Shout out to Steve. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, uh, this this trade was a uh, a little bit of a joke um mm. because he was in our building um everybody know that Joe Flacco doesn't want to be a mentor I don't even think he want to be here so he was kind mm. of the wrong guy to to, do, to to even trade for but I get where they're going with it so you know he he he's been in this type of system before so I I see what they want to do but uh, this could have been handled in the off season. You could have traded for the yep. Foles or something. You know, you yep. could have traded for him. You could have traded for a whole bunch of op- I got, Could have got a whole bunch of option, other options. Um, and then the the Zach Wilson man. Where's the fire, man? Why do they let Bill mm. Belichick bully bully, uh, bully us all all the time? Like if I was mm. a coach, I probably would have got ejected from the game. I would have lost it. I would have been losing it. Like you don't see, you, I'd, have, I'd have flipped out on the rush. I'd have flipped out on the players. I'd have just lost my mind everywhere. You know how I get, Joe. I, 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 when I get yeah. frustrated with <laughs> this team, this team is just—they just—they—they tick they me off to no end. So I'm just taking it out yeah. on everybody. Like, yeah. like, come on. So, so now Zach hurt due to you know reckless play. Um, it, it, it's going to be a long day Sunday. I I know it's a process. we still mm. trying to, you know, we we didn't expect perfection. Yeah. But it it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Yeah. Man. It ten years it is of, of just pure pure garbage Trashness is you know, it it weighs on yeah. you. You know? It it does. Robert it does, Sout especially when again
0: when the direction is, you know, so spotty. We've seen in the past that there's just Mike McCagnin, there was a lack, a complete lack of direction. I don't think that guy knew what the heck he was doing at all. You don't uh, even
11: know, you didn't even thing. know what planet he was on. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and the big, a big thing was the coaching. You know, we, we went from Todd Bowles, who we all were like, yo, this is not the right guy to lead the rebuild. He doesn't get it. You know, we moved on from him and brought in Adam Gaze, who was like, whoa,
6: <laughs>
0: Adam Gaze was just another awesome. guy we had to quickly eject. And now we're sitting here with this coach, current coaching staff, and we understand, you know, these guys are first-time coaches, but they seem to be a deer in headlights often, especially when you look at the situation with, you know, our offensive coordinator. And that's where I want to go with next because we got the Bengals coming up. Do you think that Sulla will be able – to utilize this wide receiver core without Corey Davis because it's looking like he's not going to play. Do you think we'll see Elijah Moore get more targets? Do you think we'll see Denzel Mills being utilized more within his game plan, you know, with the absence of Corey Davis in this upcoming game?
11: Oh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this offense, this offense, is <laughs> It's, it's all over the place. How it, 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 how is it all over the place, but it's basic? Like it, it's awful. Like how do you ha- how do you throw a bubble screen to Jamison Crowder with Elijah Moore blocking when you got Denzel Mims and Denzel Mims and Corey Corey Davis on the roster? Like I, I, I am just I am just flabbergasted. Why is Greg Billote? Why does he exist on the team? He tackled the running back before the D tackle did. Like I don't, I don't understand <laughs> what I don't understand what we're doing on offense. I get, get you're it. a first year guy. I get it. I get it. But th- this is this is pop Warner stuff that you're messing up here. That that you're coaching mm-hmm. right now. The stuff you're doing right now, obviously what obviously what you're doing is not working. We're at the bottom. We're at the bottom, and you need to change some things up. You need to change some things yeah. up, and I get Cameron Clark getting hurt. That hurt us because um, I, I believe, I really, truly believe, if he was, if he was healthy, he would be playing right now because he's better <clears> than <throat> Greg Van Rope. We all, yeah, but we, even we even, if, even if he was, was
0: even if, yeah, but even if he was, again, there were there were better upgrades this off season that we could have went after and got. Yeah, him. you know, yeah. because Greg Van right. Rope and Alex Lewis, who eventually, you know, we we. Eventually moved on from Alex Lewis, but Greg Van Roten hadn't showed you that he was a quality guard. Greg Van Roten hadn't showed you that he would even be a quality backup. He's been bad since we got him. He's been missing blocks since we got him. Since we got this guy, he's been awful. So it, it was time for, especially when you talk about bringing in a young quarterback. Do you want him running for his life all day? No. And Greg Van Roten, he can't even had run. Yeah, (laughs) Well, well, what
11: you call can't run? The quarterback can't even run. But you're talking about Zach
0: Wilson. Yeah, but he had Zach Wilson running for his life all day. A lot of the pressures that we saw came from Van Roden either getting bull rushed and bowled over or completely whiffing and missing a block or not knowing what his assignment was. And it's just the same old, same old. And that leads me to my next question for you because we started to talk about it. Listen, what are your expectations for Mike White? Because in this offense, up until this point, we've seen a lot of the explosive plays come from Zach Wilson getting outside, chucking the football downfield. Mike White is not that athletic guy. He's not. He's an in-the-pocket kind of statue guy. He's going to make a check down to move. What are your expectations of him in this game, and do you think the offensive line will be able to properly protect him?
11: Ah, oh, man. Um, Cincinnati sacked Lamar five times. I don't know if that's yeah. due to – Lamar holding the ball or, you know, Cincinnati.
7: It's Trey Hendrickson. It is.
11: is. Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying trying so hard to find a positive in Nobody else
0: knows, but I do. They got a pass rush. I'm telling all Jets fans.
11: It's not a
0: mystery how how Cincinnati has gotten to where they got in the league. This defense is serious. They have pass rushers that can get after it. I know we want to downplay people. I get it. I love the Jets just like everybody else. This Cincinnati Bengals team is serious, like serious, serious. They have a defense, oh, and they also have an offense that is mapped up as well. And, again, a couple of years ago, they were worse than us. They were worse. They were 0-8, yeah. and they beat us like, like like we were clowns, and they were not talented. Yeah. Now they've been able, behind Zach Taylor and that, that other, you know, the rest <laughs> of the coaching staff, they flipped it around, and now they're the bullies on the block, and they're bringing it to us. And, what did, I, and
11: what did I say, Joe? Go
0: ahead, Go ahead, Zach. Say, Go ahead, Zach.
11: And Go what ahead. did I say? It yeah. took. How long did it take for them to rebuild? It took them what? Not very long. Two
0: years. About two. Two, two years? years. Two years, almost three years. Like, yeah. come
11: on! They took an ag- They went, They did an aggressive move. The Well, this draft, they did an aggressive move. Instead of getting the lineman, they got a receiver. And I was knocking on yeah. the door for Jamar Chase. I was knocking on the yeah. door for him. I'm yeah. like, man, it's Jamar Chase and C.D. Lamb. I'm like, I get we need the lineman. I get that. And I know we need the quarterback. But these guys, these guys are game changers, man. They game changers. Well, it it wasn't, but
0: here's the thing, though, Shaq. The the offensive line improving didn't come out of, like, thin air. It didn't come down from the clouds. It happened with coaching. That's been the big difference. That's why, that's part of the Mm -hmm. reason why we've been in this rebuild for so long. Not just bad management and bad general managers. We've also had bad coaches. (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> Todd Bowles, yeah. fired. Couldn't wait to get rid of him. Adam Gage, fired. Couldn't wait to get rid of him. That's why we've been bad with mismanagement, with mm-hmm. general managers as well. That's why we've been bad. If you don't have somebody that can properly utilize your young play, player's talent in different spots, guess what? You'll never get what you're supposed to get out of them. You'll never figure out how good they are or how good they aren't. You'll never figure it out because you won't have somebody that can get all the talent out of them and help them ascend. You'll be in no man's land. Right,
11: ahead, right now, I just hope that we pull a uh, a season. 'Cause yep. season, because uh, we had the same uh, staff as they did, like I told you before. They yep. picked before us, and then the next year they're in the Super Bowl. Honestly, I'm <laughs> just hoping that's how it works out. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that's how it works out. Right now, everybody's yeah. just trying to get used to everything, you know, trying to get everything together and, you know, and get us on the right path. Because, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't honestly tell I don't care to, 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 to lose. I don't care to lose. I don't care to mm. make the Super Bowl. Show us some promise. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Show us a future. Show us something. Yeah. Show us, like, okay, we're, we're in the playoffs, but we got first-rounded. Show us a show us some type of improvement like that. You get what I'm saying, or or have yeah. us lose in close games like let us be competitive. You know, uh, yeah. like right now we, we're I feel like we're we're lost, but we're just trying to find something, trying to find a spark. And hopefully this draft will give us this off season to give us a spark. Because this season, this season is done. This season is cooked. It's fried. It's over. I, I'm not even going to sit here and, and even, okay. you know, talk about this season because it's over. Well, um, I'll tell you what, yeah, it's it, it's tough. Man. About-
0: it's tough.
11: I was about to go talk ahead. about what we can do to try to slow down Joe Burrow, if, if, if I can.
0: Go ahead. That'll if, be my first question say for you. My
11: ahead, your, I, yeah, I, can, I can sprinkle some, some positivity, can I? Something.
7: I, I, we need <laughs>
11: something. <ahead>. Something. <laughs> we need to hit something. So I'm going to give us some positivity. Yeah. Right now, on the defensive side of the ball, since we don't give up big plays, mm-hmm. we got to win up front. We got to win up front. Yeah. And I know our linebackers is, is, is uh hurt. And so they're trash. You know what, Joe, this is I can't do it. I can't do it. Give I, me your I, final I score prediction, Shaq. Give me your final score prediction for the game. Man, I got Give us final score, I got dude. us losing twenty four to three.
7: Twenty four to three. Wow,
11: look, I, I tried,
0: Joe. Listen, well, Shaq. Man. I tried. Yeah, I know. I know. You gave it to that. And that's all I ask when you call in is that you give me your best, give me your best shot. Let me hear, you know, let me hear your take. That's that's all I that's all I ask, Jack. And I respect you for doing that. Listen,
11: Jack, I gotta, we gotta take to advantage of the old line, man.
0: But yeah, go well, ahead.
11: I'll see you next time, man.
0: <laughs> you have yourself a good night, man. <laughs> Listen, Jack, calling in. I respect it. I respect it. You know, I understand how Jets fans are feeling again. 515 602 515 602 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We will get to everybody, all right? We'll get to everybody. Also, for those of you that are watching, please give the stream a thumbs up, all right? Please give the stream a like. Please share it with your friends and your family as well. Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed, uh, if you're watching the live stream, because I do live stream the show on Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Again, that is Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. We live stream the live radio show, and we have a blast. Salute to all the savages in the chat. They are going off, you know what I'm saying, and getting after it also. If you'd like to give to the platform, Super Chat is there. You know, please give to the platform if you like that way. Some people just want to hit me in the Cash App. The Cash App is right there, you know, right there at the bottom of the screen. You can go ahead and hit me in the Cash App. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So next. We're going to my guy, Chris, man. Chris, we're coming directly to you. Salute to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Chris, man, give me your thoughts about the New York Jets trading for Joe Flacco. How are you feeling about this move, man? What are your thoughts on it?
2: Hey, Joe, can you hear
0: me? Yes, I can, Chris.
2: All right. Um, I'm feeling quite confident, actually. I do. I really do, because – we have a we have a veteran QB, and on top of that, we have Mike White who's starting. If if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mike White is going to be a starter.
2: Great, great. I'm feeling confident. I'm really uh, something. I have, I have like my my guts are telling me something
0: will spark this time for sure. Okay, okay, okay. So I know you're feeling confident. The offense is going into. You know, this game against the Bengals, they've got some pass rush. Do you think that the Jets' offensive line will be able to deal with the Bengals' pass rush and keep Mike White, you know, properly protected? I do, and I'm going to tell you why.
2: Because, sure, the offensive line needs work. But if Mm -hmm. they can somehow bring that chemistry together and trust each other, because I've noticed noticed that – they're all young players. Some of them are coming out of college. They're still getting used to knowing each other. Chemistry is the most important thing in a team. So if they can get that chemistry going, I guarantee you, Joe, I promise you that offense will be a dynamite. I promise you that. Okay.
0: Okay. No, listen, Chris, I hear you. I'm right there with you. You know, this offensive line has struggled. With communication. I also you know, a lot of your play well though, I'll tell you that. But you know,
2: go ahead, Chris. I also I also want to talk about Mike White because I okay. seen a lot of crit I've seen a lot of criticism about him. And I have to ask, um, to, to anyone who's watching or any upcoming callers, why what is what is it about backup quarterbacks that you guys hate so much? Because I mean, a lot of they criticize them, they say, no, they're no good, they they have no experience. Listen, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you guys a little story. Tom Brady was a backup quarterback when Drew Bledsoe was starting for New England. Drew Bledsoe went down. Tom Brady took, um, went in. Guess what happened? He, rocked, he went off like a rocket up to now. Mm-hmm. So that's to, that, give, to all those who criticize Mike, why not saying all the Jets and all, not all the savages, but those who are, give the man a chance. You don't know mm. if he could be the potential gold medal, the gold treasure that we've been looking for. Give him a chance. I mean, okay, it, it, it's, you know, I have confidence yeah. in him. Who knows?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, listen, listen, Chris, I hear you. I hear you, and you're bringing it right now. I understand you're confident in Mike White. I, I think he, you know, maybe could do some things in this game. We'll see. You know, I don't know a lot of people that's bashing him. I think a lot of people were just surprised about the trade for Joe Flacco. But, you know, we're going to see Mike White out there, and we're going to see what he has to bring to the table. Now, my next question for you is, and my final question for you is, when you look at the defense, there's been some weaknesses here, right? Our linebacking core is taking a little bit of hits. Hopefully, you know, CJ is going to be able to play in this game. Gerard Davis is going to come back. We've got some guys that have gone to IR. How concerned are you about – the Bengals attacking our linebacker core at this point. We've seen screens be ran and guys not be able to identify things. You know, the Bengals also have a a solid tight end. They got some backs. Joe Mixon to come out the backfield along with uh, some P Ryan too. How concerned are you about this Jets linebacker squad uh, getting attacked in this game?
2: Joe, I'm not worried at all. I think they're going to be just Mm -hmm. fine. I think they're going to give um, – I think they're going to give um, Bengals QB, Andy Dalton, the run of his money because
0: – it's Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow is the Bengals quarterback.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Andy Dalton. That's no. the only guy I can remember. No, no, no. No, 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 listen, I hear
0: you. I hear you. Go ahead. Keep your positivity flowing.
2: So I think they're going to give him um, the run for his money. Um, what's their QB mm-hmm. name again? The quarterback uh, Joe Kane? Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to – I think they're going to – They're going to give him a run for his money. They're going to get him some sacks. Now, here's the most important thing, Joe, and I don't think anyone has mentioned this. The key to winning this game, they Mm -hmm. must, they must, they must, they must, they must avoid penalties. Mm. They must avoid the penalties. That is the key to winning the game. And I promise you, if they can get less – if they can stop getting penalties and draw penalties, Joe, I guarantee you, you'll be a happy man by the time this game
0: is over. All right. All right, Chris. Listen, my final question before I let you go, man. Give me your final What's score prediction. What's the final score? Who do you think wins? Well, yeah, well, give me your final score prediction, bro. Go
2: ahead. We're going to win 24 to twenty. In old bird time.
0: What Jets? All right. Like, <laughs>
6: All right. Chris says
2: in this OT. Is, this we're is gonna, gonna, gonna be it? this is gonna be the battle of the quarterbacks. Mike White versus um Joe Burrow.
0: All right. All right. Listen, Chris, I wanna thank you for calling in, man. I respect your take. Super optimi- uh, optimistic. I like it, man. You have yourself a good night, all right? Can I
2: get can I can I can I give one final message to everyone? Go don't ahead. Be, don't don't be negative. We can do this. That's, all right.
0: Let's go. Listen, Chris called in, you know, and came in with a positive fire, you know? He knows, you know, Joe Burrow's the quarterback. He thinks we can get after him. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. I respect it. He's the first guy to pick him tonight. I respect that. First Jets fan, first Jets fan to pick the Bengals, or pick the Jets tonight against the Bengals. I like that take. I like that take. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are talking about it all, man. We're talking Jets. We're talking Bengals. We're talking. Zach Wilson, we're talking Joe Flacco. We're talking about it all. So next, we're going to go back to CT, man. Hopefully CT has gotten his phone together and gotten his audio straight. We want to hear CT. He's got some takes. Hopefully he's not calling us from the inside of his muffler anymore, all right? Hopefully he's not calling us from the bottom of a Doritos bag. This call, because we want to hear from CT. CT, salutes. I want to thank you for being on line again, man. Give me can your you hear call. me? Yes, we can hear you now, CT. Oh, okay, see how works? finally. Yeah, well, hey, I've been
4: trying to get on the line, man. I don't know what's been going on, bro. I don't know if it's the rain today. I don't know what's going on, but I, yeah, listen. I, when I first call, I was the first. I think I was the first caller, and I was like, "Let yeah. me uh, give Joe his flowers." For first of all. For you know, going okay. out his way to use his platform for breast cancer awareness, and I was saying that, well, you couldn't hear none of that. But, but first of all, mm-hmm. shout out to you for that because I think that's incredible. Thank man. you. Uh, you're doing a great Thank job, you. and keep up, keep it up. Um, secondly, um, yeah, I'm sorry about the calls. I don't know what was going on tonight. <laughs> I don't have any idea. I don't have any earbuds. I don't know what was going on. So sorry to the savages. I know that you guys. <laughs> Don't want to hear a guy calling him back getting any, any takes off. My bad.
0: No, it's all good, man. It's all good. And, again, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, recognizing what I'm doing. Listen, uh, it's all about doing whatever I can to help people, to help, you know, eradicate this disease. It's touched my family. I'm sure it's touched a lot of, you know, people out there, you know, outside yeah. of just not just the fan base, but a lot of people, you know, just out there in the world. So I do whatever I can with my platform to help you know, make a positive impact on this world. So, again, I want to thank you, you know, for uh, for, for seeing that, CT, man. Thank you so much. But, listen, man, it's time to talk, Jess, man. Let's talk about this because I could not wait to talk to you about Zach Wilson out two to four weeks. Give me your thoughts about that. What are your thoughts about us also trading for Joe Flacco immediately after that?
4: All right. So, um, real quick. I think you talked about that New England game because I haven't talked to you about that. Um, that was the first game that I thought that this season is over. And, and I'm not usually a guy. I'm usually very positive, you know. But yeah, um, yeah. it was a disaster, you know. It was a disaster. And um, I didn't expect us to go to the playoffs this season or anything like that. But um, now at this point, I'm not expecting pretty much any more victories because our quarterback has now got injured. You know, It's unfortunate. Um, but looking ahead now, because you've got to, you know, look ahead. You can't be dwelling on that. I think this is actually could be a blessing in disguise for Zach. He has an opportunity to sit and watch and maybe slow down the process for himself. And, you know, maybe when he comes back, like Sam came back in his rookie year and he he kind of showed out at the end of the year. Um, Hopefully we get the same thing with Zach this year and we see this offense come together, hopefully, you know, so I'm looking at it. Hopefully maybe this can be a blessing in disguise and um, we can get things back on track at the end of the year. So we can say, all right, we have something with this team. They've yet to prove a consistent basis that they have a, um, any type of offense and we're still we're still waiting for that. So with Joe Flacco coming in, I honestly think that hey, you know, they needed another quarterback on the roster. You know, they had options to either bring a John Johnson up from the practice squad, uh apparently or and, and you know, and um bringing in another quarterback for the practice, practice squad or, you know, sign a veteran or trade for a veteran and they they eventually I mean chose to get Joe Flacco back. I think it's not necessarily a big deal in my mind. I don't think it's a big deal, um, but the, like wow. people. Okay. I can. I, I get the frustration. I get the frustration with us, the fan base saying, "Like, listen, you could have done this in the off season." I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, know a lot of people wanted to trade for Nick Foles. That probably would have been more than a sixth rounder, and then people, you know, wanted Nick Mullins. I believe, or and, um, Mullins. I, I don't think he's that great at, even of a backup. So I wasn't too keen on getting him. So. When they said they're gonna stick with Mike White, um, I was like, okay, all right, let's uh, let's, let's see how it pans out because I really don't know um, this guy Mike. I have no idea, but they they you know they like it. I love it, but, you know whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. um, now when it comes down to it, we're gonna have to see how he does, you know. And I don't expect them to really compete because he's a backup and he's just not as talented. He hasn't got the arm that Zach does. Um, but maybe he's better than I think he is, you know. And the last caller, I, you know, shout out to that that kid because he 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 gave me a little <laughs> bit of faith with with Mike White. I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't knock him <laughs> knock him down a peg. Oh, I shouldn't count him out, you know. But uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't. So um, but I appreciate the positive po- positive Jets fans. We don't really hear that often, and you know, we'll see. I think mm-hmm. that we're gonna get stomped though. <laughs> Being real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah okay well you know and we're we're gonna get right into it because you know again like you said as well with Mike White being the starter because again Joe Flacco you know just getting here so we're gonna see what happens with him going forward when he's gonna be able to you know get out on the field and, and possibly be the New York Jets starter mm-hmm. but with Mike White out there my concern is that I've seen LaFleur not be able to properly draft up an offensive game plan that seems to make any sense. We saw it against New England, and that was coming off Mm -hmm. a bye. He had a week and still couldn't draw up anything. How concerned are you that, you know, now with Mike White starting and, you know, we're seeing that it looks like Corey Davis is not going to play – that LaFleur will, you know, pretty much wet the bed yet again and not be able to put an offensive game plan together to really get this offense, you know, going early and be able to score. I mean, can we at least put up a point in the first quarter? Can we at least do that? How concerned are you about LaFleur yet again putting together a bad game plan? You know,
4: that's all I really want to see is a score in the first first quarter. And if they do that, I don't care if they lose that, honestly. I'd I really do at this point. Just score in the first quarter. I think we can, we, can, we can, you know, make a deal on that, and we're good. You know, um, when it comes to Mike though, I do think there is a bit of a hysteria on him right now. I don't think it's as bad as people seem. When, you, when your quarterback gets injured in that New England Patriots game, the, the, the game plan pretty much goes out the window. Um, so but, it's, Wait, wait, it's, wait, it's, wait, know,
0: wait a second, CT. Hold on a second. Look, I understand what you're saying, dude. Our offense has been bad the entire year. It's been bad. Okay, now let me get to that. And 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 I know that. I know that. Even the game against the Titans, we did not wake up offensively until like the second half. So I think you're completely right. Especially when I talk about Lafleur, I think the criticism is well deserved. And he'll even tell you himself. There are so many miscommunications. There are so many things that continue to go wrong every week. He sits there. On his press conferences, when he meets with the media after the game or even during the week and says, this is on coaching. This is jacked up. That's jacked up. Yes, Yes, that was a bad play call. This is on coaching. Even during the bye week, I looked at things and said, I shouldn't have caught those plays there. Those are some bad play calls. But, you know, Zach kind of bails me out. He makes sure that the bad play call I, I make doesn't get worse. So we're seeing that. So I think the criticism of him is fair when we're seeing the output come, and he even says himself that it's from coaching.
4: Oh hey 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 listen i know that i'm not saying that you can't criticize michael ford if anybody should be criticized it's michael ford on this team in my opinion however mm-hmm. people are saying that we got to fire the guy already like come on oh, wow. like people are saying that you know and that's what i'm talking about it's like the hysteria with jets fans gets to a egregious level sometimes oh. where they go from zero to a hundred, and I get we have expectations. You know, we're New Yorkers. We want, you know, uh, you know your fans at least. You know, we want the best for our team. We want them to succeed. We want them to compete. A lot, a lot of the Jets fans mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, we haven't even competed this whole season." I'm like, no, it's not true. We have competed. We, we, there are certain games we could have won. We just didn't win them. You know, it happens. You know, and especially with the way that this team has been built, it's just pretty much has been blown up over the past couple of seasons. You know, if this was a team that, you know maybe kept a collective assembly, you know, if we didn't have those problems. If this was a team that kept on Bell and we actually actually performed with us and we then added everything we did in the off season, I'll be like, all right, maybe, you know, we, we should be freaking out but um it was just a really young team, you know, it's just a really young team, young squad, young organization altogether. You know, when it comes to Mike Four, I think there is um enough uh, blame to go around, especially for him and uh, especially, you know, just getting you acclimated to his his, his team and getting – say, hey, how do we best utilize these players? I do believe we're still waiting to see Elijah Moore pop off the way that we think that he can. We're still waiting to see Denzel Mims produced in the way that we saw him last year, produced on a consistent basis. And these are things that as, fan, as a fan base, we, we see as, like, you know, simple things. And, and I think that um, on some level, you know, we're right. but uh, But to call for a guy's job, as what our people are saying, is like – I think that we got to slow our roll. You know, it's the first year of the entire organization, pretty much changing everything. And I believe that the offense that Mike Ford is going to implement can be a tough offensive stop. I, you know, I, and I think with Zach Wilson, once he do, does get comfortable and it, with you know short passes and intermediate passes, this thing can then you know really you know open up things, you know, on, on offense, but it does take that time and that chemistry to build. And it's just unfortunate, but it's just going to take that time. And this is not the year to say, Oh, you know, the jets are going to, you know, be a competitive squad. It's really a year of our young talent learning how to play and our system and our system and our young coaches, even to learn how to coach. this this squad and get the best out of them. You know, some of these players will be here next year. Some of them won't. And this is just not our year. To me, I'm a guy who wants a Super Bowl for the Jets. So I'd never get Mm – when when I see that the year starts with a team that I don't expect in the Super Bowl, I don't get too mad when we lose, you know, certain games. Now it's the way we lose. You know, last – so my biggest concern – on the last game was the defense. I don't care. That's, that's, that's an unacceptable. So the defense, I absolutely think that they deserve some, some, some blame for that um, loss to the Patriots that way. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care who you are. You shouldn't lose that badly uh, on defense. You have to have some pride. So I want them to come out this week. Especially off a bye. Again, Cincinnati and, and at least show fight. And I what I'm looking for too. I, I can't wait to see Bryce Hall versus Jamar Chase. And yep. I think it's going to be interesting just, but I don't, see us winning the game
0: yeah so listen ct you went right there and that was my final question for you before i let you go give me your final score prediction man who do you think wins who do you think loses in this game how do you think it ends up
4: yeah i gotta go uh 30 to 17 you know if we had jack maybe i would say we had had a chance mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. if we had Corey davis i would think we had a chance but without Zach and Corey, um, and then we got some injuries on defense of course, um, that I think are gonna play a factor. Um, but we getting CJ back so that's a big deal, you know. So he should hopefully yeah. keep this thing, you know, somewhat, you know, respectable uh on, yeah. on the defense, so as a quarterback of the D. So um hopefully, you know, you know, we, we just not it's closer. You know, I don't want us to lose, but I, I would say it's gonna be like 17 seventeen, thirteen in favor of the Bengals.
0: Oh,
3: 17,
7: 30, 17, 30, 30, 30,
0: 30. yeah, yeah, seventeen to 30, 17 to thirty. Listen, yeah. CT, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm glad, you know, we were able to hear you this time. You didn't finally call us from your muffler. Didn't call us from the bottom of that Pringles can. Hey you know man, I'm I'm gonna, I don't know CT what was going on, up, man, CT,
4: but it is raining.
0: And um, but well, us, we got through. CD he called it. us from the back of a Sega. he <laughs> 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 <CD> called <laughs> us from the back of a Sega. Yeah, man, I'm, we'll using freaking, I'm using my freaking I'm using my Yeah. I'm
4: using my <laughs> toaster to make phone calls now and I think that, you know, you guys you guys just haven't caught on to the technology. Toasters are the new thing. Uh, but <laughs> No, but uh, thank you. Thank you. For and uh just everybody, you know, look out for Bryce Hall this week and, and get send him all your faith to stop this monster Jamar Chase. Because Bryce Hall's he might have. Like, this is his, this is his biggest test. So that's my, I'm yeah. looking out for it this, this week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You have a good one, CT.
4: You too. Take care, man.
0: Woo, <laughs> CT called in from the back of the Sega. <laughs> <laughs> the CT? It was good to speak to him. You know, he's a he's a super knowledgeable Jets man. Man, love hearing his takes on a weekly basis. But you know what else I love as well. Salutes to Leon S. Kennedy with the.
7: <laughs> I
9: said Leon Kennedy with the.
0: Listen, Leon says salutes to the king of the savages, Long Beach Joe. Joe Flacco is back, and I don't know how to feel about that. Do you think we should have signed someone else? In the offseason, season, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of names. I think we were chasing after Hoyer at one point. Uh, you know, Josh Johnson was definitely in the mix. There were other guys that were out there, too. But, I mean, there was there was guys we could have chased and we could have got, man. You know, I get going after Joe Douglas. I get it. I get bringing him back, you know, because now you look at the situation. Again, I, I think Joe Douglas realized, hey, Flacco is the guy. We we got to get some type of veteran backup in here. We got to get someone that be able to hold the fort in case, you know, Mike White can't get it together. But this could have been taken care of earlier. It really could have. So. We'll see, but salute to Leon Kennedy with the big donation, man. Thank you again for saluting the platform. Also, salute to Adam Gaze who hit your boy earlier as well. You know, (laughs) you know, salute to him. uh, (laughs) Salute to Adam Gaze. uh, You know, showing uh, support for the platform as well. That sounds weird to say, (laughs) Adam Gaze. But you know, hey, I want to thank him for his support. Salute to you, Adam Gaze. So, we're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in if you're watching the stream live. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Also share the stream as well. And if you have not subscribed, please subscribe. If you're new, and hit that notification bell so when I uh, post content, go live, or do anything, you folks will be in the know. So next, I'm gonna go to my guy Chris. Man, Chris is calling in eight five seven. We're coming directly to you, Chris. Salutes, Chris. Man, give me hey, a up about this trade for Flacco. What's was going on, man? How are you feeling about this trade for Flacco, man? We talked about this before, uh, Joe,
3: man. We said, you know, <clears throat> we get a veteran quarterback in here. Everybody knew it. You know, Joe Flacco, uh, I'm sure you can do worse, you know, but like I said, it's a uh, it was a definite need to get him in there. So, I mean, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'd rather have Nick Foles, but, you know, I, I, I'll take uh, Joe Flacco, at you know, at this point, you know. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, listen. I <laughs> it's
3: like it's like it's like, that, you know? it's like you have no money. It's like you have no money or something. And you like, you know, going to the store and you have like two bucks. You know, you're gonna take what's
0: left there. You know, <laughs> at the bargain <laughs> bin. So it is what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, listen. I, you know, I get it. I think that Joe Douglas just realized, hey, you know, I've made a mistake. I got to clean this up. And he, you know, did what he could. But again, we talked about it, and you said as well, Chris. We. We were talking during the off season. This should have been this should have been a move made earlier. You know what I'm saying? Should have been a move made yeah. earlier. But now that he's here, you know we're going forward. We're looking at this Bengals game now, and let me tell you something. This Bengals team is serious business, and I'm I'm, a, I'm concerned, particularly with our offense. We haven't scored a point in the first quarter the entire season. I think that's horrific. Uh, when you look at this upcoming game, man. What is your expectations of Mike White? Do you think LaFleur will be able to draw something up for him to really get him rolling, get this offense rolling early as well and get us on the board early? I, I hate to be the gloom and gloom,
3: but I was listening to the last caller. I'm trying to figure out where mm-hmm. these seventeen points are coming from. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I am trying to figure out where these Mike White, I'm trying to figure out where these seventeen points are coming from. You know, I'm trying to figure out that. I like Seventeen points for Joe for, for Mike White. Do you really think that guy's gonna be able to put up seventeen points on the Steelers? I mean, on the on the Bengals, yeah. I I don't think so. I think we're headed for another uh, uh, another dusting, man. I, I knew it last week. I had I knew uh, you know from next week I had a feeling that, that we were we were going we were gonna get a, a tails kick last week, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I got the same. I. I think the defense will put up a bigger, better, better fight because CJ and the other linebackers in there. So I think we'll make some plays, but um, we're getting into, I mean, but the offense won't be able to score. The offense won't be able to stay on the field for less than three plays. And then we'll go back to the same thing. The defense are getting tired on the field and Bryce Hall's chasing around Jamar Chase. And, you know, before you know it, guys are going to be like, you know what, we're on the field for like, the whole game and the offense is not acting, doing anything, you know? So I I think we're, we're, I think we're in trouble, man. I think we're headed for, Mm. unfortunately, I don't like to be the doom and gloom, but we're headed for a bad Mm -hmm. game, man. You know, we might get, we might get ran out of the stadium, man.
0: um, I'm hoping I'm wrong,
3: but that's the way I feel.
0: Yeah. And when you look at us defensively though, man, it looks like we're getting CJ Mosley back. There's a lot of yep. talk that Gerard Davis is going to be off the IR, but you know, and that Quincy Williams is going to clear that concussion uh, protocol. What are your thoughts about right. the defensive matchup with the Bengals? Do you think that they'll attack our linebacker in Because a lot of these guys are still nicked up. I mean, CJ looks like he's going to play, but he might still be feeling the effects of that uh, hamstring injury. What are your thoughts about this, man? Are you concerned about us having to deal with backs coming out the backfield, the street, yeah, plays, I'm, all I'm, that I'm, stuff with this linebacker in court being as, you know, Influx as it is, it's it's just
3: it's going to be tough. They have good receivers. They have a good tight end. You know the yep. depth. You know they use they play the offensive team quick, fast thing. At you know Joe Mixon, you know Gagana. the screen the screen pass might kill us again, man. The screen pass killer. Yes. And Joe Mixon is, is is way better than anybody the Patriots threw on the field last week. So mm. you know they might be throwing the screen passes that we can't uh, defend. You know that we can't see the scheme for uh, that, but these guys on defense have a lot of pride. I would say uh, uh, Quentin, Quentin Williams, um, you know, and uh, Sheldon Rankin, So this defense will show some some fight. But my concern is that the defense is going to be on the field way too much, and you know, at some point, you know, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, I I just think yeah, I just think uh, we're we're in for some trouble, man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah, I
3: think we'll fight how, how, in the beginning, but I think they're going to yeah. rack up
0: some points on us. Yeah, do you think that Bryce Hall will be able to to deal with uh, Jamar Chase? Do you think he'll be able to, you know, just kind of stay with him? I don't not not saying he's going to shut him down, but do you think he'll be able to stay with him? I think they'll scheme coverage
3: towards uh, uh, him, uh, Jamar Chase. I think they'll they'll let they'll let the other guys trying to get T Higgins and the other guys. So. I think Jamar Chase will be um, schemed for with uh, a safety yeah. over, the, over the thing. So I think that, you know, my concern is the tight ends and the other guys on the field. But I think that, you know, they're, they're going to be doubling that guy. They're going to be trying to take him out of the game. But Jamar Chase yeah. is a special type of receiver, you know. And, and honestly, it it's, I, I, Jeff fans can look at this game as a lesson, uh, in my opinion, yeah. because uh, Joe Burrow – uh, Zach Wilson, kind of same kind of quarterbacks. If I if you if you look at the stature, great arm strength, um, great decision. What you know, and, and the playmakers. When Joe Burrow's really taking off right now, is the playmakers behind him. You know, everyone wants to draft every, when they're mock drafts and everything. They want to take cornerbacks and tight ends. How about surrounding him with playmakers and letting Zach Wilson yeah. throw this ball to like two great, five great receivers and and see how great he is. You need playmakers. Um, the yeah, offensive yeah. line was was good because they was like, hey, you draft Panay Hockey They don't care about Joe Burrow. Well, they took Jamal Chase. Who who would you would rather <laughs> who would you
0: rather have yeah. right now? Uh, Jamal yeah. Chase but I think a, a lot
3: of that.
0: I, I think yeah. a lot of that as well. Now, here I hear what you're saying about Panay Soul because I do remember that around that draft, a lot of people were shocked. But a lot of that as well is, I think they were confident in their coaching because it's not like right. the, the Bengals' offensive line just turned around overnight like it was magic. No. They grinded in and they said, okay, look, we'll take Jamar Chase because we can coach these guys up. Again, we saw them, what, two years ago or a year or something ago, and they they were like 0-8 or something like that, I think, at the time that we met. him, and they completely destroyed us in that game. And we we were hearing about Zach Taylor. Hey, he's a coach. He's a guy that just got in here, a young guy that is really fired up, He's got these guys playing hard, and I'm telling you, the Bengals are, are going to turn, turn things around. Remember, this is not your father's Bengals. Yep. This Bengals team is going to fight. <laughs>
6: that? Not, yeah, Bengals, I know. This Bengals I know team right. is going to
0: fight, right. and we've seen them running around. And, again, I think it's due to coaching. This coaching staff has stepped up, put them in positions to make plays, and put them in positions to, you know, with the offensive game plan, to utilize their skill sets to the best of their abilities. That's what their offensive game right. plan is doing. So that's what I think it is, you know. But I hear you there, Chris. So my final question before I let you go, Chris, give mm-hmm. me your final score prediction, man. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? Uh,
3: 33 to 10. Ooh, 33 to 10 Bengals? Uh, yeah, Bengals, yeah, 33 to 10 Bengals. Oh,
7: 33 to 33, 10. 33, yeah. 33, 38 to 10. Yeah.
3: Mike Waites not gonna be able to oh. do anything. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, he's just not. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I yeah. it's like, it's like, it's not fair if the you know. And I want to see guys succeed in this. this and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I would love to see him come out and he lighted up for forty. But does anybody yeah. think Mike Waite, You know, they, they, they didn't give him any reps, and during the, during the, you
1: know,
3: I, I don't think it. I mean, I mean, I, I, I really don't think it, man. I, and the offense is struggling. Yep. They're gonna to try to run. Yep. They're gonna, they're gonna. They're gonna cup the box up, and and Dan Mike Wake to beat him. He's gonna throw, you know. There's no Corey Davis. no nope. <laughs> you know, They can't find They seem can't locate them them. you know, yeah. unless I mean, unless this guy um, Michael Carter has the game of his life. I mean, I yeah. mean that's no. If the run game comes alive, watch out. If this offensive yeah. line comes, uh, you know, starts going downhill, start blocking people, you know. We have a chance if the offense, if the, if the running game, they run to 200 yards, You got a game. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah. man, they're gonna bother. <laughs> you know what would you it do? Is if you it is what it is. You no, stacked the box. No, listen, I
6: hear you. It, it, I, yeah, that's exactly, yeah.
0: exactly, exactly. But listen, Chris, I gotta get, I gotta get yep, going, man. Again, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good one. All right, but thank you. All right, listen, Chris, calling in with the fire, man. We're gonna. We're going to wrap up the show now, man. You know, I'm going to give you folks my, my final score prediction. Listen, this is going to be a tough game. Again, I think if you look at the Jets' offense without Corey Davis, you got Mike White out there now starting. This offensive line has not shown that they can communicate effectively. And let me tell you, this Bengals team, this Bengals defense is serious. Trey Hendrickson, I keep talking about him because he's the guy, man. Sam, you know, Sam Hill as well, or B.J. Hill, Sam Hubbard. Man, these guys get after it, man. These guys get after it. And if you're not prepared for them, I'm telling you, they'll take you to school all day long with their pass rushing, all day long. I'm very concerned with LaFleur as well. He has yet to show that he is apt enough to put together a solid offensive game plan. You look at defensively, I think we'll be all right. With C.J. coming back, I'm a little worried about that, uh, that hamstring, but if everything's good to go and he can really be out there, I think he'll definitely provide a boost. We'll see what we get out of Gerard Davis but I'm telling you, this Bengals, this Bengals front, this Bengals offense is serious, too. Joe Burrow, we have to get pressure on him if we don't. It's going to be a long day for us. You give Joe Burrow 30 minutes to throw the football, he's going to put up 40-plus points on you. I'm telling you. We'll get it done to us again. Joe Burrow is really good. Really, really good. Jamar Chase is a monster as well. I'm looking forward to the battle between him and Bryce Hall. I can't wait to see that. Um, you know, I'm very concerned about the tight ends and the screens as well. I want to see adjustments on defense. So, With that said, I am taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals to win this football game. The Bengals, I'm taking them 24 to 17, 24 to 17 Bengals, man.
7: Let
0: me give myself another one, man.
7: 24 to 17
0: Bengals. So. With that said, I'm going to wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody for calling in. It was a phenomenal show. I had so much fun. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me thankfully <laughs> – I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. <laughs> Let me safely promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well, at youngj 0 Again, that is YoungJay000, all right? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. It's going to troll me. No issues on the trollers under bridge, and I will go right back and forth on you. And always remember, I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times under that bridge, all right? All the offensive line issues that we had, that guy's playing well. You want to know why? Because he's from USC. Fight on. Fight on. All right? So go ahead and follow me there. You can also follow the show's page at Long Beach Joe, The Long Beach Joe, right there. Please follow the show's page. Let's go back and forth if you want to troll me on there as well. I'm also on YouTube as well. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's where we live stream the show. Please subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Like the videos as well. You know what I'm saying? And also if you want to troll me no issues, I'll troll you right back and forth in the comments too. Let's go back and forth. All right? But again, please subscribe. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? The hugs will always remain free no matter what anyone tells you. The hugs will always remain free, all right? I want to thank you folks for watching. I want to thank you folks for listening. Without you folks calling in, without you folks listening to me, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to call in and listen to the show. I also want to thank Mrs. Arnedra Jordan for coming on, spreading you know, all of the knowledge she had about breast cancer research, the, you know, breast cancer awareness, and also we're going to continue to fight uh, fight against breast cancer, all right? Again, that link is available across my link tree, across my social media platforms. Please go down there and hit up that Suzy G. Komen link for my fundraiser. Um, I'm just, you know, all that money goes directly to Suzy G. a dollar, $2, anything you can give to give the fight to breast cancer. That's what it's all about with me, fighting against breast cancer and spreading breast cancer awareness. So. You folks have a good one, all right?